right. you know, just the, yeah. the general stuff. Yeah. Um, we, so, we curse and all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah. We won't bleep that out. It's just mainly Fuck no. <laughs> we did that the I whole show. one earlier. <laughs> oh, good, good. Just say, you know, just be one long bleep otherwise. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Union Dues. We will gig for fear. I'm your host, Victress Villain. And I'm Alan Heath Ledger. And with our special guest, JJ. How's it going, JJ? I'm living. I wouldn't say the dream right now, but I'm living. <laughs> I am not dead of the Rona, so. There is that. that. That is always a plus. That's, that's an ongoing trend on our show is that most of us are stating how we're at least alive. We're alive. Uh, and we're alive enough to drink, guys. If you don't know our show, you're just joining us for the first time. Our show is literally a happy hour where we talk about the entertainment business, the ins and outs. Are you a performer? Are you the backstage guy? Are you a rigger? Are you a producer? We don't know, but we'd love to hear from you. So we are going to talk about that shit and along with uh, the shit that we're drinking. Uh, I am drinking a lovely concoction of flavored vodka in my special shot glass. Um, I don't know if you can see this, JJ, but it is a shot glass that is literally taller than my hand. That's just Half ridiculous. Empty. This is a fantastic <laughs> shot glass. Um, this, my, my husband got for me. Uh, well, he didn't get for me. He's always had it, but I, I kind of claimed it because it's from Halloween Horror Nights 2000 when it was still Halloween Horror Nights I 10. And uh, Jack the Clown, I believe that was his first year, is on this glass. And each mark does actually, there's marks on here, like a thermometer. And each one is a legitimate shot with the lowest being gravely ill. The next one is coma toast. Uh, the next one is embalmed. And then the last one is rest in peace. Uh, I am at a, I think I started this evening at Embalmed, and I'm somewhere in between Embalmed and Comatose, but the <laughs> vodka that I'm drinking is a, a two shots worth of whipped cream vodka and another shot of chocolate vodka. So it's a mix of vodkas. I can't remember their names right now, but it's okay. We're not being sponsored, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> Ledgy, what are you drinking, buddy? You ever see Sideways? No. If okay, it's a start, I'm gonna reach through there and smack you. Dude, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> what the fuck, man? You know it's not. First of all, you know it's not. And second of all, it, it's a Pino. The the movie Sideways is about um jackasses from Los Angeles who drive to Solvang specifically for Pinot Noir. Uh I am one of those jackasses. Uh <laughs> I do like going to Solvang. I do like the Pinot Noir from there. So this is a Pinot Noir from Solvang, which is a tiny Danish village somewhere just north of Santa Barbara. It's wonderful. And there is a ton of wine and all of it is eh, usually good. Usually. There's always bad. I'm not going to say there's not because <laughs> there's plenty. But uh, this one just happens to be a very good one. Nice. Everybody knows how to make good wine. That is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Hey, as far as I tell everybody, everything is, it's its your taste preference. So you could taste something that's totally shitty. That'd be your favorite thing. You taste something that is just aged and it's, to you, it's the most amazing thing and they think it's shit. So it's its oh, all yeah. about taste preference. And I tell that to people whenever I talk about scotch. Well, yeah, it's like that with everything. I, I have literally had a two buck chuck beat out a hundred dollar wine before. So, you know, 
Yes. There you go. There you go. JJ, Absolutely right. What are you drinking, sir? I'm double fisting, actually. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how I roll. <laughs> I'm doing a New Belgium triple right now. Oh, New those Belgium. are good. You know, I started drinking right next to Fort Collins, so here we go. And then I got a 15-year scotch, so. Ooh, what's the brand? Uh, Doers. Ooh, okay. The reserve, gotcha. it's pretty tasty. I got it as a birthday present. Nice. I'm also a scotch drinker. You just happened to catch me on a vodka day. Um, I'll forgive I, you. It's fine, because every now and then I have to change it up. I, I'm in the middle of exams, and yeah, I wanted something sweet. I'm eating all kinds of desserts right now, because I feel like a fat bitch, and I'm just... I'm milking that for all it's worth. Uh, but usually whenever I'm drinking scotch, my favorite brand is called Tom and Towel. Um, I can drink that as a 12-year-old. It's amazing. I have a 21-year-old and it's amazing. I've never run into any Tom and Towel bottle that I have not liked. So yeah, that's I, I can appreciate scotch drinkers, 100%. <laughs> it's generally my jam, so. It's, it's, it's a good jam. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The important thing about scotch is that if you're going to drink scotch properly, it has to be neat. And I think I saw, what, were, were you drinking it neat? Neat. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Love that. Now, granted, if, if you're a peaty person, a peaty scotch person, you actually have to put water in it to open it up. But that's only, only the peat shit, which is known as Isla. It's spelled I-S-L-A-Y. I went to Scotland and saw Scottish words and they are very, like everything that they spell is very phonetic. So things that you wouldn't think would be spelled that like would sound the way that they have it spelled. But it's like, once you hear it, you're just like, son of a bitch. Is that what HT really sounds like to Scots or AG or some <laughs> other combination of letters that it's like French, you know, it's like uh, Bordeaux. It's like Bordeaux is like uh what B O R D E A U X or something. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, but well, how how many of those fucking letters are you actually <laughs> pronouncing? <laughs> same like with Pino. the Scots, exactly the same. It's like Pino, <laughs> Pino is uh Pinot. <laughs> Pinot. How about Chablis? Chablis, I love me some Chablis. Chablis. <laughs> An S Cargot. <laughs> hey, I've had I've had myself some good ass cargit. Right. Did you have it with some chaplas? <laughs> I did. <laughs> it was served together in the sauce. In the sauce, it was excellent. Delicious. It sounds Hard delicious. Actually, on the snail. Sorry. Uh. Well, I'm I'm that was before I was vegan. Now I'm vegan, and I've actually found good vegan escargot. Uh, no, you have not. What? Yes. No. Yes, I have. So there. There is a restaurant in Florida that my husband and I go to. I found it off the cuff. I wanted to go to a romantic dinner and I looked up romantic vegan places that Florida might've had. And I found this steakhouse. And the steakhouse was called Cress. It's K-R-E-S. And they had their own, it was a fancy, fancy steakhouse, but they had their own vegan menu, but done specially by a vegan executive chef. And yeah, for... I think it's like $40 to get a three course meal. So appetizer, entree, dessert. And one of it, the one of the appetizers was vegan escargot. And I shit you not was amazeballs. Amazeballs. Is, is this place in uh, Orlando? Yes. Downtown Orlando. Fuck. Yes. I'm in going. The, in the old train station, dude. 
Yes, I'm going. Yes. <laughs> I, I have amazing. to ask, what fake meat substance do you make escargot out of? Mushrooms. Interesting. Oh, okay, actually, I can okay. See that. All right. Yes, that makes All sense right. now, right? When you think yeah. about it, it's like that makes yes. perfect sense. Um, but we actually, uh, our second time going, I ended up taking my dad with me. Um, and it was my birthday. We went for my birthday and the, we went on a Saturday. So the executive vegan chef was there that day and she was visiting the tables and I got to meet her. It was awesome. She gave us a free salad wedge, which was a, an addition in, uh, on her appetizer menu that we hadn't tried. We weren't planning on it, but she was like gifting it. And I'm like, I usually don't do salad wedges with ranch, but sure. <laughs> and yeah, she, she gave it to us and it ended up being the best vegan ranch dressing I've ever had in my life, in my life. See, this is what I need to know. Yeah. This is the kind of story you need right now. Dude, it was so good. So we had, we had vegan escargot. We had <laughs> vegan oyster Rockefeller. I had vegan clam chowder. We had for our entree, a chicken parm. And my husband had a vegan beef Wellington. Dude. Interesting. Dude. They, she was pulling out all the stops. It was an amazing, oh. meal. amazing meal. And dessert, I ended up getting this like molten cookie. Like it, it was like they took a, a blondie, a brownie, a chocolate chip cookie, and some kind of Oreo cookie dough thing and mashed them together and then heated it up just enough in the oven and then served that with some vegan vanilla ice cream. While my husband ended up having bread pudding with toffee nut vegan ice cream. And I was like, God dang, I love this that's, place so that's much. That's impressive. That's <laughs> impressive. So now that's our go-to place. We'll be, we'll be visiting there at the end of this month and uh, it's the Hus dude's birthday. And yeah, we're going, we're going. We have a reason, we're going. Ironically, I'll be there at the end of June and I will be going because- <laughs> I will try any of that. That sounds awesome. Dude, it was so good. So good. Highly recommend. Highly. Although Jay's entire stomach just churned at every time you mentioned that's something that was even close to fish. Yeah, nope. he's not doing yep. it. Not, not a bit. I am the pickiest of eaters, sadly. Don't blame you. My husband also can't, doesn't, before he was vegan, didn't do seafood at all. He, no, not at all. But he liked this escargot and the Rockefeller. Interesting. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't fishy. Yeah, I uh, hard pass on all the fishy things. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I was abused when I was younger that caused this. But uh, yeah, I just I, I will hurl. I, it, it can't smell fishy. It can't taste fishy. If it looks like a fish, I won't eat it. Well, mostly every once in a while, if you catch me in the right mood. <laughs> I can be adventurous. <laughs> well, it 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 happens to some people. Like I said, Huz dude couldn't do any of it whatsoever. So, um, but they did a really good job with this. No, no fishy taste. I mean, escargot doesn't have a fishy taste anyway because it's snail. Um, but the oyster Rockefeller, like, no, there there was. I I can very very safely say there was no fishy taste. But the way they presented it was just like you would picture an oyster Rockefeller. It was it was actually quite amazing. The presentation was gorgeous and no fishy taste. I was, Hus dude, like I said, he cannot do it, and he ate the oyster Rockefeller and loved it. All right, that's incredible. Yep, I'll be there. I'm trying it. <laughs> 
That's great. Um, so one thing, and just to mentally prepare you, JJ, is that on this show, we do a segment called 30 Seconds of Fury. And if anybody is just tuning in, 30 Seconds of Fury is where we're going to give you the platform to literally bitch about any topic you want. It doesn't have to be about the entertainment business. It could literally be what's on your mind right now. And you get to bitch about it freely for 30 seconds. But keep that in mind because we usually save our guests for doing that towards the end of the show so you can think about what is pissing you off today. Oh, good. <laughs> Budgie and I will go first so this way you can get a taste and experience what it's like to have 30 seconds of fury um i know we've we've bitched about all kinds of things in the past and it's been absolutely hilarious so uh just keep it in mind <laughs> will do yep so you know uh Leggy, one of your I, I have a feeling that i know which which 30 second of fury you may do um and it may have something to do with a certain punk band singer He's grinning uh, right now. I'm watching him grin his ass off because yeah. No, I, I had my I had my 30 seconds on him. Yeah, but we lost that footage, remember? Oh, we did. Mm-hmm. In Ew. that case, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> That's why I brought this up was because I'm like, I bet he forgot that we lost that footage. I, He's gonna I really want to bitch about this. <laughs> oh, I am. I did forget that. Oh, thank you. You're welcome, sir. I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now he's maniacally laughing. <laughs> <sighs> or giggling. I could all also call it a giggle. <laughs> it's a giggle. It's a giggle. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, uh, one of our Bring other the timer whenever you're ready. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's give the show a couple more minutes before we, we slide into your 30 seconds okay. of fury. How about that? Probably for the best. <laughs> Well, I know that once you get started on this topic, we'll end up talking about it for a minute. So uh, I'm going to agree. too. <laughs> so JJ, tell, uh, what's your background, sir? What do you do? Oh, uh, well, currently I sit on my duff because, you know, nobody's working, but, uh, you know. Coming to an end soon. Coming to an end soon. Coming to an end soon, as I found out yesterday, thankfully. <laughs> um, but uh, let's see, I cut my teeth in theater as a lighting designer. Uh, moved on to corporate AV from there and moved into the project manager realm, mm. um, which is where I ended things last year. Um, and since then, I've just been sitting home with the kids being a teacher, which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, the kids are great. The teaching, no. I hired Jay at, at uh, one of my properties. He hired me at one of his. It, it's nice when you have that kind of relationship with people. And this is something that, you know, people who are just starting out need to remember. Find the people who are new, become friends with them, show them you're good, and trust me, you'll keep getting work. Yes. It, it's yes, true. Yep. Absolutely. It's like, don't burn any bridges for the love no. of God. Stop. Oh. Stop thinking that this is some kind of rat race where you have to get ahead of everybody else and literally shit can all the other people. It's oh yeah, like, put, yeah, put no. that ego away. No, mm -hmm. there, nobody has time for it. Just, just, just work, just play nice. That's mm -hmm. all, all people ask. Play nice. If you're good, you will work for forever. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's not about the, your competition being better than you. It's about you literally being the best technician that you can be and showcasing those skills. That's what's going to earn your brownie points. Be willing to take the ugly jobs, be willing to take the good jobs, just be willing to be there and on time 
and not under the influence. Yes. Well, I'll give you one of those two. The on time, it, it we have a, like a 15 minute window in LA because it's LA, you know, you traffic. Never know really. what the traffic does. It yeah. actually is as bad as they say it is. I mean, it's not a that's not a joke. Uh, it can take me 45 minutes to get from where I live, which is just south of the airport, to Pasadena. If I'm lucky, more often than not, it's two hours. This is a 20 mile drive. Jay lives much further than I do. Jay lives in Orange County. I try to give myself like a 45 minute buffer. And I've had that buffer completely disappear and have been like half an hour late. It's wow. ridiculous. That's awful. That's that's just LA. That's just LA driving. See, the only no time way around that, it. The only time that I've ever uh, fucked up a buffer was uh, because there was an ice storm here in Texas. And I'm not talking about the recent one. I'm talking like five years ago. There was a five, six years ago. There's huge ice storm. And we're... Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get to work. I, I am like 20, 25 minutes away from the venue, if, if at that. And I think I left with like an hour and a half buffer. And I had to call uh, my supervisor and tell him, I'm sorry. I am, uh, I've been stuck in this traffic for an hour and 15 minutes and I'm not even halfway there. Ouch. Yeah. So you should have pulled the cruise and just gone to Cancun instead, right? <laughs> I I took the next I took the next exit and went the fuck home. I was just like, it's not worth it. It's just not go. worth it. I'm like, there. It was a small call. I personally just I was like, you know what? Whoever's there can handle it. I just I can't. I, it was probably like no more than five ten motors or something. It was it was small, and so that's why I had like no qualms about just saying fuck it. I'm going home. Yep, I've definitely played that card before as well. <laughs> and it's not it's not like, you know, when when people do it on a regular basis, like people who call in sick, like a specific like at the same time every single month. You catch on. And it, it's like, look, if you got something going on in your life that you have to take the day off, that's cool. But don't tell everybody every single month that you have the stomach bug or something and then Seriously. just you know, totally take a shit on every single person that was relying on you to be there. Tell all my guys all the time. I don't care what's in your personal life. That's great. Just say, I need this day off. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to punish you. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try to schedule you on that day. In fact, if you tell me, I'll make sure to schedule around you. Mm -hmm. it, that's the other thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is that your boss wants you to work. <laughs> Yeah. And they want you to work for them, sure, but they want you to work. So they'll work with you. Mm -hmm. They may ask you sometimes, hey, I got this thing. You're perfect for it. You can do it. I know this is your day off. Can you do it? Mm -hmm. They say no. <laughs> okay, It cool. is what it is. There's nothing that they can do. And maybe that's because we're better bosses, I guess. I don't know, because that's, a, that's well, like the first thing that you know I always yes. tried to do. The, the answer to that is sadly yes, because, I mean, <laughs> no, you know, we work for those I, other kinds of bosses. I do, and I have, and that other boss is also <laughs> now, so hooray. <laughs> As someone who's done a lot of scheduling in his career, mm -hmm. I would rather go with the sure bet. If I have even an yeah. inkling that you're not going to show up, I'm just not going to schedule you. It's just not no. worth it. Or the people no. who just answer their phone all the time. Oh, oh yeah, sure. First come, first serve. Absolutely. I'm going to literally call, if that person who I know answers their phone is available, they are my first call, 100%. Because 
it matters. You, you, you need to answer your fucking phone. And I'm sorry, but fuck you if you use your cell phone as an alarm clock. <laughs> fuck you. Hundred, what do you mean? I, I, you not have this happen? Where, where you had a guy who said, hey, bro, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I guess I just didn't plug my phone in and I just oh, I didn't hear it go oh. off. They use their phones as an alarm clock. Because no, they're lying. I always thought they're lying when they say that. Absolutely, they're fucking lying. It's like, guys, you can you cannot fucking tell me that you couldn't afford a five to ten dollar alarm clock. Like literally, go to the dollar store, one dollar for a, a shitty little alarm clock. Oh well, that won't wake me up. Really? Did you go get blackout drunk the night before? You can't tell me that you won't wake the fuck up. Probably yes, though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, and some of the guys I know probably. <laughs> but at this point in their lives, they should be aware that one, an alarm clock is difficult for them to wake up to. Why do they have to only use their cell phone? Do they have their cell phone in their crotch so they wake up happy when it buzzes them awake? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, um. Uh, I okay. think you've, you've just like started a whole new like porn genre. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And there we go. Yeah. Topical porn. Oh, go. Uh, hey, they need tech people too, right? Cameras. And well, shit. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if they didn't, then Chatsworth would be fucking uh, shut down. And as we know, Chatsworth is still there. And Miami. <laughs> it's true. Two porn capitals of the world. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. I've, I've watched documentaries on that stupid shit. And you want to be a worth... model? Look at the ads on Craigslist. Yeah, you're not being a model. You're going to go be a porn person. I can't even if, say a porn star. You'll be a porn person. because if the, if the address is in Chatsworth or Miami, just you're not a model. You are in porn now. You are in porn now. Exactly. <laughs> Girls, don't follow the modeling gigs on Craigslist. Do yourself a <laughs> Please. <laughs> This is some small town advice from uh, the entertainment biz directly to <laughs> things we know, like where porn is shot. Why do we know where porn is shot? Uh, Why do we know this? Why do we because, know this? Well, one, we have to know where to go and where not to go. Two, uh, look at Hollywood. Hollywood is not the main place where they shoot films now. Let's see. For no. a while, it was like Louisiana. It was Georgia. It was... Georgia is still pretty big. Uh, Vancouver was also big. Yeah, Georgia Georgia is hot now, but I'm saying before Georgia, it was like Louisiana, Florida. I'm talking just the United States, not just Vancouver. But yeah, every, every, every state has like a boom where suddenly the film industry just flocks there because they realize how cheap it is to shoot their shit there. So yeah, right now it's Georgia. Thanks, Walking Dead. Yeah, these are the places that you're going to go to and you're going to start looking for, you know, casting agencies there and any tech companies that are there in that particular state. Now, you yeah. can you can get to other casting agencies, but tell them like, okay, hey, I'm willing to travel and or relocate wherever it's hot and they'll tell you. And they're like, all right, go here, bye. I mean, we won't pay for you to go, but just, you know, get the fuck Have over fun. there and, and maybe we'll book you. So- so that, yeah, there's that. And, you know, it's funny because like, what is it? The TV show America's top model or whatever sure. towards the finale, like the last, like what, eight contestants or 
three contestants. I don't know. Anyway, sure. a certain amount of contestants. They would get to go to a special place where it was the the fashion industry hot spot of that year. And I was like, how long can they keep this going? Because there's it's only so week. many. It's fashion week in New York, right? Well, they they did a segment in New York. They've they've hit multiple countries. It ends up being a country. And, oh. you know, it's like you, there's only so many fashion, like, countries to go to, right? I mean, pretty much. You've got Italy and Milan. You got London. You've got Barcelona. You've got New York. Mm-hmm. There's I'm Tokyo. Tapped. Tokyo. Oh, Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. Hong Kong. Paris. Paris. Uh, is there a place have, in Brazil? I'm pretty sure there is. Uh, Australia. Really? Really? That's what I, yeah. I would have expected. Oh. Uh, I mean, the, I don't know shit about the or the, about the, the big, the big, the biggest city in Australia. Uh, Sydney. Sydney, yeah, Sydney. Uh, they've been to Africa too. Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. Yep, that makes sense. I can see that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's lots of places out there, which also brings me to another really quick topic of, hey, guys, if you're in the entertainment business and you see people costume changing, don't be a dick. <laughs> no, really. Hang on. Don't be a dick. Keep it down. Tape it to your leg. Something. But keep it to your fucking self. Uh, to be fair, that is the reason that some of us got into this industry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean that whole thing about dreams and shit? <laughs> Another one that was quickly squashed, right? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, that one was not quickly squashed. That you is know, why I stayed in... shows than I, then, sir. Uh, well, I mean, you're the A1, A2. Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to say that we're... Well, no, we're awful people. Sound guy... I have said this before, and I'll say it again. Sound guys are awful people. <laughs> I know it. I'm fine with it. Sound guys... I've known to be awful for about 10 years now, I think, so... I think, yes, that's true. You have... It, you get into the gig because, yes, you get a cheap feel. Sorry, it's rude. It's awful. I'm not lying. But the <laughs> thing is that you're not going to be brought back if you can't keep it down. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not good at what I do. I mean, I was hired for many years. So, yeah. You, you can still have idiot. a dream. I don't care. Just don't be a dick <laughs> about it. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, my God. Look, a titty. Well, get I mean, there's... no, get over it. Like, seriously, get the fuck over it. You you can see that any day of the week. If you go buy a Playboy any fucking day of the week. All right. That's true. That's true. But in the entertainment business, women are quick changing really fast. Guys are quick changing super fast. And they have to strip down to practically nothing to get through those quick changes, depending on what type of show you're doing. So it's like, look, keep it professional, be respectful. And I swear to God, if you get prone to a, a Woody really fast, tape it to your leg. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the adventurous queen of one. For this. I, I, I want to see an illustrated <laughs> instruction manual for taping it to your leg. You know what? Too. <laughs> I, I honestly think that there's probably a film handbook for, for certain individuals, depending on if you are like the people that travel with the agencies that put on modeling shows. All right, here's your handbook and uh, tape it to your leg. 
<laughs> what? Yeah, uh, we'll provide the tape. It's medical grade. Don't worry. It won't hurt too badly when you rip it off. <laughs> or it will, and it might feel or... good. I don't know. <laughs> Y'all already be well, super uncomfortable because you had to tape it down to begin with. So uh... now, during the show, oh, there is. It will be. It should be surgical. There is no mm-hmm. fucking around during show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely oh, yeah, none. Sure. Talk about now, it whatever, after when the yeah. girls are gone. Whatever. Exactly. That's fine. That's fine. After work talk is just that. It's after work talk. Absolutely. But during at, show. During mm-hmm. show. Pre-show. Pre-show. That's also really important. Pre-show is super important. Post-show. Girls are probably just wanting to get out of their makeup. They want to take, rip out their extensions, get those fucking eyelashes off their eyes, and they want to go the fuck home. All of us want to go have a beer. We all want to go have a hard drink and say job well done. Yep. Talk shit then. Oh, yeah. And you will. As long as you know the right people. But I swear to God, if I see inappropriate behavior, if I see a fucking cell phone, all right, you better bet your ass that my um, my lanyard with that heavy ass steel shackle at the end may just find your kneecap. <laughs> As it I thought should. You had the, As I it thought should. you had the, the big rope, the big uh, uh, monkey um, uh, fist. Oh, the monkey fist? The monkey fist? Yeah. Isn't that what you're carrying around? No, 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 not not on my uh, not on my person regularly. What I carry on all the way to my belt loop is my lanyard with the steel shackle. Got or, it. Uh, sorry, carabiner. That makes sense. Yeah, it's easier to handle. Absolutely. Yeah, if I have to go get my rope, then that's usually lift work or beam work. But <laughs> backstage shit, that's a lanyard with a steel, steel carabiner. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's it needs to be said. It needs to be said. It has to be said because it's one of those topics that not everybody is going to talk about until you start running into it. And it's like, look, guys, we all are desperate for work at this point, And we'll turn to literally anything and everything to get that work. Well, it may be those modeling shows. It may be television. It may be the movies. But it's like, seriously, you know, we've already had the discussion about seeing movie stars. Don't yes. be that guy. Don't go up. Don't be an idiot, right? But the more sensitive topic is women quick changing backstage. Or guys changing backstage. I'll give them both. Backstage. Sure. And, and for those young guns out there coming in, you should know, you pull that cell phone out, you're getting walked. And let yeah. me tell you how small of the world this is. Mm-hmm. Everybody will know your name. Everybody yeah. will know what you did you will have a hard time finding work again. 100%. 100%. Yep. You will be blackballed like nobody's fucking business. Find a new job out of this industry. Anywhere else. And with that being said, it is time for 30 seconds of fury. Uh, Lenchy is fucking pumped. <laughs> made my day. I was like, I don't, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. Nope. There we go. <laughs> Vic for the assist. All right. The floor is yours in three, two, one, go. Glenn Danzig, get the fuck off of Fox News. Fuck you. There is no way that you are even close to being first in punk rock, let alone anyone who is 
so woke that they wouldn't take your bullshit. Your bullshit was being a shock jock. That's the best you could fucking do. You weren't that good then. You're not that good now. And guess what? You want to be in the industry? Well, try being in the industry. You ain't put shit out in 15 years. Fuck you. I'm done. <laughs> Four seconds to spare. <laughs> Fuck. Glenn Danzig. <laughs> Punk wouldn't exist without this woke bullshit. No, Punk's doing just fine. It's just you. Mm-hmm. It's because he's it, he's not even a good shock rock. Gwar was better. At least they had 10 foot inflatable penises on stage. <laughs> what the fuck does Danzig have? Why do we listen to the Misfits? Because it's Halloween. Well, guess what? I'm listening to the fucking Groovy Ghoulies from now on, fucker. Fuck that guy. <laughs> There's so many better bands out there anyway. Sorry. Guys. Significantly. <laughs> so... And, and I, I, I've looked at this story for uh, obviously now a few weeks because this is the next week onto it, which you didn't hear the first one. So hooray! <laughs> I've looked at this now for a while. He honestly believes that he is so integral and important to the scene that it wouldn't have existed without the Misfits. Well, the first Misfits album didn't come out until 78. Okay, who was there first? The Ramones, the Sex Pistols, Susie and the Banshees. I can keep going. Then there's the 80s where they might have actually been popular. I'm going to use that term loosely. In which by that point, you had Stiff Little Finger, who was tearing up the charts in the UK, at least on the punk scene. You had every other person that was coming out of DC. By that point, the fucking talking heads had made it. And while they may not be punk, they started fucking CBGBs. So if you're a punker, guess what? They're part of your scene now, fuckers. Congratulations. Hope you like them. <laughs> I'm just it, it's because so it's because fucking Kennedy came up to him with a fucking microphone and said, hey, Glenn, we both suck. C- can you tell me about how much we suck? Cool. Here's a microphone. Fuck Kennedy, too. <laughs> fucking right wing bullshit. What the fuck? That was someone who I was like, it's 120 minutes. Oh, yeah, I got that. And then Kennedy went all fucking Republican. Maybe she was always Republican. I don't know. But now she's on Fox News. And you now she was. Yeah, sadly. Was she? God. Yeah, she was. A different time. I just didn't even clock it. But wow. Well, it was a different time. It wasn't nearly as polarizing. Uh, yeah. It, there was a time, believe it or not, when, like, you know, you could have opposing views on the same, you know, TV screen. And, you know, people were somewhat and civil about it. Maybe not totally, but somewhat. And it wouldn't be a fist fight afterwards. Yeah, now, well, now it's a straight up fist fight. Like if someone's not getting stabbed, you know, oh, A, it's not good TV, but, you know, right? TV, it's just like we've gotten to that point where, you know, we can't we can't disagree with each other anymore. And, and, and I'm not excusing any of it. Like, I mean, some of the positions people take are just like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, here's what makes me laugh, though, about the news is that when people when they start reporting on stuff, they're trying to report on local shit shit and people are like well why aren't they reporting on this other massive thing that happened across the country and i'm like because they're local news (laughs) (laughs) yes come on they're local but fair point or how about the national news circuit why aren't they reporting on this stabbing in my hometown because is there a national news circuit you're here and they're a national because yeah. 80 people got stabbed today and yours didn't make the top. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's true. 
I was going through TikTok last night and I ran into this girl who was um, obviously very uh, trumpet. And um, she was just like, um, if this is a pandemic, why aren't there ambulances screaming down the street constantly? Where are the mountains of dead bodies? Where are this? Like she's, she's questioning all these things about the pandemic. And but, so I, I did the most- Was she not watching the same news I was watching? Yeah, I know. I, I saw know. freezers. I know. Freezers I know. in New York, like freezer trucks, massive freezer trucks. So here's the thing is that I decided to do the intellect thing and look up the definition of a pandemic. A pandemic is not the bubonic plague. A pandemic is a disease that crosses country borders. Which the bubonic plague would qualify It would as. have, but what I'm saying is that it, it didn't, um, the, when I say the bubonic plague, I meant like when people picture literally medieval times where there were dead bodies, like literally mounted in the streets and like that, you know, ugly, ugly Ebola level, right? Um, she's trying to, she was trying to like question the whole thing. Like it's supposed to be Ebola level, but it's not. And it's like, but the literal definition of pandemic is, a disease that crosses country borders. That's yes. it. It has yes. nothing to do with death tolls. It has nothing to do with the severity of the disease. It just says a disease that crosses country borders. Yep. That's it. I'm like, wow. And then people are getting all upset. Like, why aren't the news doing? I'm like, guys, I, I, I just, I just can't, I just can't with you right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you're hurting, you're hurting my heart. My chest hurts. Cause I'm just like, how how uninformed are you? You 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 are so convinced that everybody is sheeple. You're so convinced. Oh, I hate and that yet, word. <laughs> I do too. And um, but you're so <laughs> convinced of this word that everyone's sheeple that you literally ask these questions but have not actually done anything to answer the question for yourself. You want other people to answer it for you, so just so that you can argue with them. That's the only reason. It's not a debate. It's not a healthy conversation. They just want to argue with you and call you sheep. That is not my 30 seconds of fury, though. I do have a 30 seconds of fury, totally separate, but that, that was <laughs> on the subject. I'm like, oh, damn, pet peeve. Holy shit. This is a good one. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. In three, two, one, go. What the fuck is with clothing designers and not giving women pockets? I just want a functional fucking pocket thank you for finally giving me stretchy pants but no fucking pockets thank you for giving me panty lines but no fucking pockets all i want is one pocket a pocket that i can fit my oversized fucking phone and wallet into just once and maybe maybe not a belt loop that fucking breaks the first time i goddamn use it <laughs> time <laughs> yes that that is a, a wife pet peeve as well. I'm. I yeah. think that's an all wives pet peeve, <laughs> yes. or, or all women pet peeve thing. The to, struggle yes. is real. That being said, I think it was Sophie Turner last week went walking out around town, and she had like these jeans on with these massive front pockets that she literally could have hit a bazooka in. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Bringing Jinkos back? Yeah, <laughs> parachute pants. What? Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought about that when uh, I mentioned the uh, lanyard and the the carabiner. That my favorite pair of pants are my cargo pants. I will always love my cargo pants. I don't care what it is I'm doing. My cargo pants have never done me wrong, and I can put everything in them, and it's great. They're comfortable. Everything fits nicely. My ass doesn't look weird, and it's great. But 
why is it like now I'm seeing women's clothing coming out with cargo pants and the only functional fucking pocket is the side pocket near the knee. I mean, that's kind of all cargo pants, really. No, I use all of my pockets comfortably. Women's pants are stretchy. Uh, no. Totally women's, understand. Yeah, no. Women's pants are Absolutely stretchy. Right. And they refuse to put functioning pockets even on like fucking cargo pants. I have to buy men's pants in order to have functioning pockets so I can do my job the best way I know how, which is comfortable. <laughs> no, totally get it. <laughs> the wife does the same thing. And one of our former bosses did the exact same thing too. Indeed. She she had a specific pair of pants that she bought like 50 of because it was the only ones that she could work in. Yeah, come to think of it, I don't think I've ever seen her outside of no, <laughs> not you wearing this pair of pants. No, no, you haven't. <laughs> she buys them at REI. Well, except for one time, I did see her in a dress and I was flabbergasted because I wasn't sure she owned one, but. What? No. No, 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 there we go. Thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. Hey, I love dressing up, but I just I just don't understand the whole work pant thing. I, I don't understand the not functional pocket. That really doesn't make sense to me at all. Because not it's not it, 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 that that shouldn't be a, a a privilege. Comfortable pockets pockets in general should be a right. Apparently, it's an old-timey thing where it was typical, where if a girl wanted to go dancing, she would ask a guy to hold on to her stuff, which is why guys have all the pockets in the world, all the hidden pockets, but <laughs> girls have none, because the expectation is, hey, will you hold my stuff? Yeah, sure, and they open up their jacket, and there's 40 fucking pockets in there, and they pick a couple and tuck it in there, and you don't even tell that it's there. Well, yeah, how do you think magic started? <laughs> it's magic speaking oh. of magic if you should ever get to los angeles anyone who's listening try to find a magician and then try to go to the magic castle it's awesome it's totally worth it it's fun as hell why? i recommend why the magic castle is a all right so there's a bunch of like cool old school places in la like the, the, a bunch of places in Hollywood have this like old speakeasy feel. So you have to like walk through, say, uh, a big cupboard to get into like La Descarga. The Magic Castle, you have to know a magician to get in. You have to be a magician to be a member at the Magic Castle. The magician shows that are put on there are usually the big name acts that want to try something out. Or they're just the guys who are magicians and they need the fame. But you say you're at the Magic Castle and now you've got like, oh, OK, he's cool. He's at the Magic Castle. Only so many people can get in there. Oh, it's a good show. It is inevitably hard drinks, a lot of heavy pours. And if you know someone who can get you in, it's free. I don't know if there's a general admission rate. I don't think there is. I think you still have to know someone who knows someone who's a magician. It's it's the cool, unspoken place if you want to see magic. It's pretty cool. Random LA. Random Anybody LA. Anybody ever I do. actually work for a magic show? Yes. yes. 
Yes, I, I, I know Jay has. Talk about it. Talk about it. Oh God. Hmm. <laughs> we Only need the stuff that podcast. you can. <laughs> Only the stuff that you can. Only the because stuff I know I can. You... Yes, I've, I've signed many non-disclosures. Yeah. Reasons, but yeah. Uh, most magicians are dicks. <laughs> right now, their yep. ego does not fit within the confines of a theater. Or that little uh, box they make the assistant sit in. Uh, or the box that they make the assistant sit in, which is very small, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I, I, I did. Uh, I guess the biggest magician story I have. Uh, I did one uh, as a deck electrician for a very big name, famous guy who happened to be on tour. You might find him in Vegas somewhere if you care. Um, <laughs> came through our little shit kicker town um, to do a show. Uh, and just proceeded to be the biggest. Well, first of all, like, I don't, I think I really didn't realize like prop magicians, the people that like, you know, bring in a box or something and something happens within the box or a giant saw or, you know, that sort of big scale illusion that you would see on like a CBS special. Mm-hmm. uh that shit's real and it's heavy as fuck <laughs> so, so we're unloading this guy's show and like literally every box like the the td had to be like all right we need to be careful because when we were in like st louis this thing fell down and it cut off this guy's finger and it, it's oh! it's real like it's Whoa. heavy and like he had this like kind of gantry crane for one of his tricks and and it was like rolling over the stage. And at one point, the house TD had to be like, how heavy is this? Because that's an orchestra pit beneath you. And I'm mm. hearing a lot of cracking right now. <laughs> uh, so anyways, it was a lot of that. And then, you know, a lot of, of like, watch this video. Because we're going to show you what you can do and what you can't do. Because if you do what you can't do, well, you're going to fuck up the whole trick. You know, because this is a this is a hybrid of like show crew that's always there and local crew, and you know local crew is doing like spotlights. So if you put the spotlight in the wrong spot, well, you're gonna see the guy like walking backstage pulling the damn string that makes the thing happen. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it was very specific, and you know, like the camera guy is like, "This is your frame. You go outside of that frame, you're gonna fuck us. Please don't do that." Uh, and so we're setting up the show. Um, and they basically made it that if you were on local crew, you came in at five in the morning, you weren't allowed to leave until strike was done. You could not leave oh. the at all, which meant that they had to feed us, right? Yeah. So we're like busting ass, getting the show ready. It's a, it's a two show night. Um, we finally get to dinner call and they're like, okay, crew, go line up for dinner. So we all go up, we line up for dinner. First person lines up where they are told to line up and we all line up behind said guy. Well, it turns out that we lined up next to this magician's dinner table. Uh-oh. Oh, so no. he comes out, sees all of us, and everyone's like, hey, you know, kind of being friendly the way we are. He looks at us, gives us the sourpuss face, turns around, walks away. So we're like, okay, he doesn't want to chat with the crew. No big deal. Seen it before on other shows, whatever. So we all go through, we eat our dinner, and we're getting ready to go do the show. And I'm crossing by backstage by the dressing rooms. And there's this lady on the floor talking through the vent of the door, which is right there up against the bottom. She's like, oh, it's okay. They didn't mean it. They didn't mean to be next to your food. Will you please come out and do the show? What? 
He was pissed off that we were in close proximity to his food and was refusing to go on stage. What the fuck? Yeah, just an epic dick about everything. Finally got him out on stage about 20 minutes late. Botched the name of the of the city we were in, which was, by the way, written in spike tape on the ground. All he had to do was fucking look down and read. <laughs> Um, and then to like, in this like epic thing of karma, like he goes to do a trick, he gets into the, to the prop and it fails. So he has to step out of the trick and like bullshit his way through this. And so while we're sitting there like laughing <laughs> backstage because you know, karma, yeah. <laughs> uh, his production manager comes running backstage and goes, you all need to disappear right now. Cause the first person he sees is just going to get it. <laughs> So oh, go shit. get like hustle off stage. Sure enough, he's he him off. He starts yelling at everybody. His technicians run in there, try to fix what was wrong with the with the trick. They fix it. He goes back out. He tries again. It works fine. Audience, yay! You're so amazing. We're all back here, like fuck you. <laughs> Fucking. But was just a complete dick. Was totally like commenting on all the women backstage you know how hot they were at one point like I was flanked by all the costume ladies because I was chosen to help as a deck electrician was chosen to help with a costume change I don't understand the logic behind that because I don't know shit about costume changes but fine whatever (laughs) so it was my job to put on his shoes but so everybody down the line had a thing he gets to me he stops he looks he's then flanked by a bunch of women and goes you're the man you're really hot, and then keeps going. He's like, <laughs> wow. he was such a dick, such a dick. Wow. And then, uh, and then, what was really funny was, so that that happened. Then we went to USITT, which happened to be in Long Beach that year. So we all fly out, and we're sitting like in the hot tub at the hotel. A bunch of tech people just shooting the shit, drinking, having a great grand old time. And uh, somebody brings, uh, uh, oh, at USITT, they were debuting a new FOI system, which is really awesome. And if you don't know what that is, like it's, it's basically how people fly on stage. And it was very famous for a very specific flying trick that uses a very unique FOI system that you don't see replicated anywhere. Gotcha. Um, and so somebody was like, oh, have you seen, oh, you're gonna have to bleep I'll, that. Have I'll you seen this it. guy's FOI system? And uh, everybody, in the hot tub at the same time went, oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> and we, just, we spent the next three hours just going down the line for people from all over the country, just sharing horror stories from this particular magician. Oh my gosh. Uh, and it, it was hysterical. That's, <laughs> that's just so depressing. I, Isn't it though? And, and it was it because is. I actually liked this guy before working on his particular show but never again uh, never again and he is a very talented magician I, I, I will give that him that but uh leaves a little less to be desired on the working with front. he's just used to being fawned over god oh, damn for sure for sure fucking what i hate when i hate when that shit happens when people you know they they had humble beginnings but then they forget where they came from and it's just like you know God forbid that one one year we should go through a horrible pandemic and all the shows should get canceled and you no longer are making the money you used to make and get the attention you used to get. 
God forbid that should ever happen. And 2020. Right. <laughs> oh, Lord. I, I was part of a game show that had a little bit of magic in it. And the host for that actually was, he was actually a pretty nice guy. Uh, they toured this game show uh, around different casinos and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's a cute little show. People won money and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it was funny because, uh, you know, the, I was, a, I was stilt walking. They hired me as a stilt walker for it. And I was just supposed to be in the intro and the end. It was to showcase the theme of the show, right? So we're dressed up in costumes and stuff like that. And that's all we were supposed to do. And then help with the grand finale of the big prize reveal. Okay. Yeah. Big prize being the announcement of which being held by a big stilt walker, the irony. So, um, they, uh, they ended up needing some help with a couple other little game gags that was part of the game show. And I'm, I'm watching this the very first time and they, uh, they had this like these doors, these little like cabinets that they'd roll on stage and you had to pick the cabinet and inside there were people and the people had money, right? One was like a, uh, a fake out, right? There's no money attached to it, but the three other people had money attached to them, right? So you had to pick the right door. It was important. So um, they had one girl go out there, but she ended up not being able to do it after that. And so they were out to put a stage hand in there dressed in a corny costume. And I was like, hey guys, you want me to go in there? And they all looked at me like every, every single head, every backstage tech, the stage manager, everybody just looked at me like, uh, <laughs> or what? I'm like, yeah, I could, I could go in, in that cabinet. They're like, yeah, but it moves. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> you're like nine feet tall. Yeah, I know. What do you mean you can go in there? <laughs> I, <sighs> can I show you? Okay. So I go over there and I hop in there and I, and the top is, uh, the, the top of the cabinet is actually open air already. So I actually could just stand up as soon as I got in there. And then all I had to do is position my feet and then just kind of bend over. And they're like, yeah, but you'd be out there for like a, a, a minute, like a, a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. They're like, okay. So they give me a, a thing of money and yeah, sure enough. I go in there, I hunch down and they roll us out there. And I've been, I've been still walking for God, 13 years. So I was, I was fine regardless, but yeah, I'm just sitting there bent over. No one told the host, not in his ear, <laughs> nothing. No one told him. So the stagehand suddenly is getting really excited. I can hear them from where I'm at. He can't hear them, but I can hear, I can hear that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, this is going to be so funny. Oh my God. <laughs> always, a, always a problem. Should we tell the announcer? No, 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 don't fucking tell him. Just tell, no, don't, don't tell the host. No, don't tell anybody. It's fine. It's gonna be full. It's gonna be fucking hilarious. Somebody recording this. Somebody be recording this. I hope you record. I can hear all of this shit. And and the host, he's busy talking to all the contestants, so he's not hearing any of this shit Anything. going down. By the way, guys, if you're on stage and you're performing, if you listen closely enough, you can hear all of the backstage guys fucking whispering and talking. You can just do that. It's, we just do. We're we like little hens. It. 
So it's like, just try to tune them out as much as you can. But at the same time, be wary. If they've been with you long enough, they're going to fuck with you. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) so here's the irony of this whole thing is that, um, every time I did the show subsequently, he always knew that I was there, but for this one time, it just so happened. I was the last door picked the last one. So all the other doors that he's going through them, he's opening every single one. I am the last fucking door. Again, you can hear the words, oh my God, that's so funny. He's the last fucking door, <laughs> you know? So he, he has this thing where uh, he would crack the door open to see who was in there because he knew who was the gag, right? Who was the you, no money. And then he saw everybody else to get an idea of who's back there. Um, I, I'm not even kidding. He cracked open that door and he was looking down at my feet his eyes got really big and then he just looked up at me and I just smiled really big at him <laughs> and waved a little bit. He choked a little bit. <laughs> um, and, he, and he closed the door really fast. He's like, um, yeah, um, I'm going to admit I, I wasn't, I, no, I wasn't expecting this one. Um, like he was, he was just in such shock. He didn't know what to say. He's like, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to open the door. I'm just going to open the door. <laughs> he had nothing to say. So he opens the door and the camera pans in on me. And there I am all scrunched, all hunkered down through this door. And I wave at everybody. And he's just like, it's a stilt walker. And sure enough, I stepped my foot out there and I went from being uh, about six feet tall to nine feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> the announcer was like, holy, whoa. Oh yeah. Okay. I can see how you didn't see that one coming, dude. Like he's talking to the host. Both of them caught completely off guard. The host is, he's laughing and, and everybody's loving it. The crowd's loving it. And I walk off the stage with the girl after she wins money. Uh, after the show, yeah, the host, he thought it was the funniest fucking thing. He thought it was great. And they, so after that, they had, they were, they were trying to squeeze me into every gag after that for the simple fact that apparently they thought I was a fucking stilt walker contortionist or something. (laughs) You say had a sense of humor. That's that's important in this industry. Have a sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. This one, this one was a good one. It's like in in ways of trying to screw with uh, the performers on the stage, this one ended up real, like being one of the more fun ones. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nobody got pissed off nobody's ego was hurt this was just one of those good good pranks so 30 seconds oh yeah oh god come on jj <laughs> come on are you think you ready for this one all right let's do it all right in. in three two one go i want to raise a toast to all of you cheapskates who buy a freaking ticket to first dress and think it should be a goddamn Broadway production. You have no idea what the hell goes into making a production go perfect. If I ever sit behind one of you again and you turn around and snap your fingers at me while I'm trying to light a goddamn show, I'm gonna rip your arm off and hit you with it like my aunt hits me with her chonkla. (laughs) Time! idea how much alcohol it took for me to go off like that <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why we get everybody till the end of the show <laughs> there is, yeah <laughs>
we can do it. That's actually demand. a true story. I've had that happen. <laughs> oh my god. Minus yeah. the trauma part, but it was like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> we're literally here behind a tech table and a bunch of computers, and we're making lighting ad- adjustments, and you're gonna turn around and snap at me? <laughs> Don't be a cheapskate and buy a real ticket. Snap at you like or snap at you like, yeah, hey, like that, that in our faces. I, I literally uh, just want to picture you turning around and be like, honey, you snap at me again. I'm going to rip your arm off and whap you like my, like whatever it was, that chonkla thing. I want to see you do that and then snap at her and then turn right back around. It, it was like, a guy. Was oh, a guy. guy. Oh, I don't care who it was now. I was That's programming awesome. and, and the, the, the woman LD went, excuse me, sir, we're still working. <laughs> But I was just like, that was too nice. I would have stopped the whole goddamn show. <laughs> I think we do have a friend that would do that, though. That would stop the whole show. No, no. Yeah. Hold on. We're just going to wait for the attitude to die down. <laughs> Are we all better? Do we all feel better? Okay. We're going to go on now. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to put a pause to the show as I have a uh, male Karen behind me currently snapping their fingers at me. We are going to wait patiently for him to sit his ass back down before we resume the show. Actors, please step to stage left and stage right until I deem it necessary for us to continue the show. (laughs) This should be a thing that actually happens. I'm sorry. I would love it. I would love it. Who the fuck do you think you are? Yes. Well, that's why that's why it keeps happening because no one actually says, no, 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 no. Okay, hold on. Well, let, let us let us please your ego, sir. What would you like us to do? Because none of us do that. We're all like, uh, at, you, you know what? We're gonna, yeah, thank you for the note, sir. Cool. Yeah. No. We just one, just one. We need just, just one. one. And it, just and for it to go viral, because it will. It will go viral. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know what? You know, I know the perfect show that that could happen on. There is a show called uh, the, the the Play Where Everything Goes Wrong. You ever heard of this play? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I yes. Yeah. I went and actually saw it and because I couldn't help myself. I'm like, I'm an entertainment person. I have to see this because I saw some previews. I'm like, okay, now I really have to see this because they portray technicians actually as actors on the stage. And I thought that was hilarious. So the whole pre-show, I'm dying. They're doing all the technical stuff of shit that goes wrong right before a fucking show. And I am dying, <laughs> dying. Now here's the kicker. The night that we went, there was a series of serious storms here in Texas. Now they were so bad. The lightning was so bad that when we got here, the fire alarm for going at the built at the, the performance center, we went to the firefighters, the, the, uh, the trucks and everything, they're all out front, lights going and everything. They're trying to figure out how to shut this off. So we're sitting in there and we're having our pre-show drinks and yeah, the fire alarm's just going right off. So they finally get it shut off. We go and take our seats and I'm enjoying all the pre-show shit, you know, stuff randomly falling off the walls, the technicians <laughs> fucking off in the audience, actors fucking off in the audience, um there's a character that of a lazy sound and lighting guy that's in the corner who's an old touring rocker from the 80s about normal about normal yeah exactly uh but that's why i like the show is because i'm just like yep i know that type of person that type of person 
definitely know that type of fucking person. Oh, fuck that person. But yes, yes, they are there too. And so the show gets started and it's, it, it's, everything goes wrong. It's, it's a great show so far, but we get through, we're not, hold on. Were we in the second act when it happened? I think it just started. Just started the second act. Okay, so we, I had to ask the husband. Uh, the, the second act had just started and this big, they have this platform that two guys are on that starts to collapse in the show. Now that's part mm. of the show. That's fine, right? Except they drop it. They're hanging on. The fire alarm goes off. <laughs> <laughs> I am not even shitting you. The fire alarm goes off. The actors are all kind of, you can see their eyes looking around like, is this really fucking happening right now? (laughs) (laughs) Next thing we know, actors, please, please leave the stage. Actors, please leave the stage. The two guys on the platform now have to try to move all of the, the, the props that they're supposed to be holding for this gag. And they have to try to get it set off to the side and get off of this platform outside of the means that they usually do for the entire show oh wow while the fire alarm's going off (laughs) i'm looking at the ushers and i'm seeing them looking a little looking around a little bit curtains close fire alarms still going off and i realize this was not on purpose suddenly now i'm up on the balcony the front row you suddenly hear me as loud as possible. Holy fucking shit, this isn't on purpose. This was totally an accident. The fire alarm's actually going off. (laughs) (laughs) I start cackling and everybody starts looking at me and I don't give a shit. I am laughing so fucking hard. I'm waiting for the ushers to start telling us to get the hell out of the building because the fire alarm's going up. But we all know that there's no fire because it's been going off all day. But the performers and uh, the the stage manager and all them didn't know what to do about the situation. So when I realized, yeah, that that fire alarm was not part of the show, yeah, yeah, you bet your ass I called out, this isn't part of the show, this is really fucking happening, holy shit, and I'm just cackling cackling and because i'm in that front row on the balcony it's echoing it's echoing through the whole space dude everybody was fucking looking at me all fucked up and i got up and i was like hey you know what's a great time to go to the bathroom fuck this shit (laughs) best best thing absolutely ever when it came to a play that was supposed to be at everything going wrong and they didn't count a fucking fire alarm that's great I have and, to see the show now. Yes, you should. And how did they have to restart after uh, after the fire alarm just to really prove that this fire alarm was unintentional? They started at the top of Act Two. Oh! <laughs> Which means the platform gag of it collapsing, they had to do all over again. Oh, no. Yep. I feel bad for the actors. This is who I feel bad for. Yeah, that that sucks. That totally sucks, but it was the funniest fucking thing to me because I'm just like, of all fucking things to go wrong, and they actually had something go wrong. Like, legit. (laughs) At least it was the show where everything goes wrong. I couldn't ask for anything better. I'm like, this was the best ticket ever! Best play (laughs) ever! (laughs) 
And on that note, guys, we want to thank JJ for joining us here for Union Dues. We will gig for beer. JJ, thank you so much for joining us, sir. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Absolutely. Hey, thank you. Hopefully you'll join us again. Guys, we are, we post every Friday. We're on all platforms and uh, we are here for your entertainment pleasure. We will gig, uh, sorry, Union Dues, we will gig. <laughs> Shit. I'm all fucking fun And tied. take two and action. Yeah, exactly. Union Dues, we will gig for beer. I'm your host, Victor Stillen. And I'm Alan Heath Ledger. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Uh...